Hi there, this is Fiona from IELTS with Fiona and the Members Academy. I hope you're having a good week. I've been intensively looking at Cambridge Books 15 and 16 for an updated reading course. So my head is really buried at the moment in reading Passage 1 and looking at them intensively. So I found one which doesn't really fit what I normally say about Passage 1. Normally, I would say Passage 1 is factual. It's, you know, somebody's life story or how they built something or developed uh, a product. And it's supposed to be the easier option compared to maybe Passage 2 or Passage 3, where they are more opinion-based, more theoretical, discursive, and more difficult, more kind of academic style. But this one, oh, this is a tough one. It's a passage one, and it's called, or the question is, could urban engineers learn from dance? Now, normally when you get a question in a title, it means that the structure of the reading will follow that academic structure Things like how the pyramids were built. They, they give you a background paragraph. They pose a question and they try to find evidence. They research it. They test it. And then they come to some kind of conclusion. And this structure is really important for fast reading. When you've become more familiar with it, it helps you read faster. Well, this passage one follows that structure. It really has um, about seven paragraphs. And the first paragraph is the background. It poses a problem, the problem about, well, roads and transport. And then it suggests a solution. The solution is dance, believe it or not. And then it kind of goes into examples and... It mentions a lot of people, a lot of research designers, very typically like passage three. And then it comes to some kind of conclusion about how this could work. And the final paragraph is, yeah, ex exactly that. It's, it's the kind of hopeful implications at the end. The questions are also slightly different from passage one. Passage one is normally true, false, not given and a gap fill of some sort. But this is matching information and a gap fill. No, it's not. Hang on. Yes, it is. It's gap fill and matching information. Yes, yeah, sorry. I'm doing two at the same time. So I've got them a little mixed up. Right. So the first thing is matching information and then gap fill. So let's have a look at this theory. Could urban engineers learn from dance? And the vocabulary here is really useful as well. Even from the first line, it says the way we travel around cities has a major impact on whether they are sustainable. It's like a task two essay, isn't it? And then it explains, it expands on that. Why does it have a major impact? Well, transportation is estimated to account for 30% of energy consumption in most of, world's, of the world's most developed nations. 
So lowering the need for energy using vehicles is essential for decreasing the environmental impact of mobility. So it it sets out that reason why they did this research or, or reason for the reading, exactly like an academic essay. Why, why are you doing this research? Why are you writing that article? Because you're trying to find a solution to a problem. And the solution here is lowering the need for energy using vehicles to decrease the environmental impact of mobility. Mobility, in this sense, just means moving around, getting around. But here's the problem. As more and more people move to cities, it's important to think about other kinds of sustainable travel too. The ways we travel affect our physical and mental health, our social lives, our access to work. So this is telling us that this research is important. It's saying why it's important and the air we breathe. So it introduces maybe the solution. Engineers are tasked with changing how we travel around cities through urban design. But again, the problem, the engineering industry still works on the assumptions that led to the creation isn't this vocab great? The creation of the energy-consuming transport systems we have now. The emphasis placed only on efficiency, speed, and quantitative data. So the argument is that we, we built our cities, we designed them, in just in terms of efficiency and speed, quantitative data, I, I can't see how that works, but maybe we will later. And the first paragraph, we need radical changes to make it healthier, more enjoyable and less environmentally damaging to travel around cities. So like a very good academic research paper, it's kind of summarised the reason for the research, that there's a problem and we need to do something radically different in order to solve the problem. And yeah, the language is just fantastic. You could use this at the end of your task too. We need radical changes to make it, meaning the transport system, healthier, more and no, it is dummy it, sorry, to make it healthier, more enjoyable and less environmentally damaging. The power of three there, you could memorize that, to make it healthier, more enjoyable and less environmentally damaging to travel around cities. That's the problem. Paragraph B, first line, and we're going to just look at the first lines now from now on because these will give us the answers. Dance might hold some of the answers. By the way, I say dance. Lots of English people say dance. I say answers. Lots of English people say answers. So I'm just going to stick to dance. You might say it differently. Dance or dance might hold some of the answers. That is not to suggest that everyone should dance their way to work but rather the techniques used by choreographers, choreographers arrange organised dances, 
to experiment with and design movement in dance could provide engineers with tools to stimulate new ideas in city making. So here's the introduction of the solution. It's dance that could help us change our ideas about city making. And the first name is mentioned, Richard Sennett, an influential urbanist and sociologist. We've got scientific data and evidence here who has transformed ideas about the way cities are made, argues that urban design has suffered a separation between mind and body since the introduction of the architectural blueprint. Now, this is really interesting. Honestly, I think you won't walk around the city in the same way after reading this. So remember, his argument is that there's been a separation between mind and body since um, the next paragraph will explain more. The next paragraph, C, looks to the past, as often happens in academic texts. Whereas medieval builders improvised and adapted construction through their intimate knowledge of materials and personal experience of the conditions on a site, building designs are now conceived and stored in media technologies that detach the designer from the physical and social realities they are creating. Isn't that a really interesting concept? But this is passage one. It's very unusual to get this in passage one, this kind of theoretical, almost philosophical argument that the designer behind the computer has become detached from the real life of what they are building. While the design practices created by these new technologies are essential for managing the technical complexity of the modern city, they have the drawback of simplifying reality in the process. So, to illustrate, paragraph D, exactly like you do in task two, you make a point, you say that the designers have become detached from reality. Example, let's have some examples. And this comes in paragraph D. To illustrate, Senate, this is the, the Richard Senate, discusses the Peach Tree Center in Atlanta, USA, a development typical of the modernist approach to urban planning prevalent in the 1970s. Um, so, Peach Tree, this is the place I'm paraphrasing a little bit now, created a grid of streets supposed to be pedestrian friendly, but this failed because the designers invested too much faith in computer-aided design to tell them how it would operate, operate. They failed to take into account that the street cafes could not operate in the hot sun without protection and they would need energy-consuming air conditioning instead. And there's another example of a giant car park. People don't want to go there because it's so um, unfriendly looking. So what seems entirely predictable and controllable on screen has unexpected results when translated into reality. 
really interesting. Now, paragraph E says the same is true in transport engineering, which uses models to predict and shape the way people move through the city. So the first example was the city itself. And then now it's about how people move through the city in paragraph E. Again, these models are necessary, but they are built on specific worldviews in which certain forms of efficiency and safety are considered and other experiences of the city ignored. It gives a perfect example of this. If you live in the UK, if you know the UK, you'll immediately recognize what they're talking about. You might never have thought of it before, but when you see this, you'll think, oh, that's why. Oh, I understand now. Um, so they're talking about guardrails, and it says the guardrails that will be familiar to anyone who has attempted to cross a British road. So these rails, um, they were an engineering solution to pedestrian safety. And yeah, it, it explains that. And it's it's a, they're supposed to stop the pedestrians going off the road so they can only cross the road at certain points. And they have to go halfway across the road and then an, another and then stop. <laughs> it's crazy, really, when you look at it. And so there are psychological barriers which impact the people who are least mobile and encourage others to make dangerous crossings to kind of avoid these guardrails. So these barriers apparently divide communities and decrease opportunities for healthy transport. As a, as a result, many are now being removed. Interesting. So what's the thing about the dancers then? Well, it comes back now. It's explained the problem. It's given these real, real examples. And now it comes back to the solution in, in F. If the designers had the tools to think with their bodies like dancers and imagine how those barriers would feel, there might have been a better solution. I don't get this. To be honest, I don't get this. But let's see. In order to bring about fundamental changes to the ways we use our cities, engineering will need to develop a richer understanding of why people move in certain ways and how this movement affects them. It, it accepts that this isn't a really obvious choice. Choreography may not seem an obvious choice for tackling this problem, yet... It shares with engineering, so it's comparing it to engineering, the aim of designing patterns of movement within limitations of space. It is an art form developed almost entirely by trying out ideas with the body. I don't, do you get that? I don't really get that. Gaining instant feedback on how the results feel. Okay, let's uh, find let's go to the conclusion G. Observing the choreographer Wayne McGregor. Oh, the choreographer Wayne McGregor, cognitive scientist David Kirsch described how he thinks with the body. 
Kirsch argues that by using the body to simulate outcomes, McGregor is able to imagine solutions that would not be possible using purely abstract thought. This kind of physical knowledge is valued in many areas of expertise, but currently has no place in formal engineering design processes. Can you imagine if you got this in passage one? A suggested method for transport, don't worry, nearly finished. A suggested method for transport engineers is to improvise design solutions and get instant, instant feedback. Above all, they might learn to design for emotional as well as functional effects. I don't know, very tough, really tough for a task one, but let's try it. So there's only two question types. The first one is which paragraph contains the following information? When you do these, always look at the type of information you're looking for. So number one says a reference to an appealing way of using dance. So a nice way of using dance. Number two, an example of a contrast between past and present. Okay, an example. Number three, a mention of an objective, an aim. Number four, reference to an unforeseen problem. Five, why some measures are being reversed. Why, a reason why. And six is reference to how transport has an impact on human lives. So... If we go backwards, that number six, reference to how transport has an impact on human lives, that's quite a general statement. And indeed, it comes in the paragraph A, where it says, the ways we travel affect our physical and mental health, our social lives, our access to work and culture and the air we breathe. So so that is it. That is a general background of the importance of transport, which comes in the first paragraph. Let's go back now to number one, reference to an appealing way of using dance that the writer is not proposing. Now, I'm looking only at first lines to save time. And if you look at paragraph B, he says... That is not to suggest everyone should dance their way to work, however healthy and happy it might make us. So he says that is not to suggest. And that is it, number one. It's an appealing way, dancing to work, of using dance, that the writer is not proposing. Number two, an example of a contrast between past and present approaches to building. So can you remember where they looked back into the past? And this often happens in academic texts. They they present the background, present the problem, and then go, oh, in the past it was different. And this is exactly what they did here. Paragraph C, first line, whereas medieval builders improvised and adapted Building designs now are conceived in media technologies, blah, blah, blah. That's paragraph C. Um, 
three is tricky. Mention of an objective of both dance and engineering. So this is where it comes to compare dance and engineering in paragraph F. And it says it shares with engineering the aim of blah, blah, blah. So that is F, difficult. Paragraph four, reference to an unforeseen problem arising from ignoring the climate. So remember, we had two paragraphs with problems. One of them was where they built it in the hot sun. And the second one was about the guard rails. So this one is about the climate. They ignored the climate. And that was paragraph D. The second one about the guard rails being removed is paragraph E, reference to how transport, uh, why some measures intended to help people are being reversed. So that's paragraph E, question five. Remember, they talked about they were trying to uh, keep people safe with these guardrails, but it just didn't work. People tried to avoid them dangerously, so they're pulling them out with, at, at great cost, disruption and waste. Power of three there, causing disruption, cost and waste. So that's it, matching information. Not too bad, but not the usual thing you get in passage one. The last thing is all about the guard rails. And it's you just go to that one paragraph. Don't look elsewhere. Go to paragraph E. That's all you need. You've got the capital letter for B, British Roads. And it says, guard rails were introduced on British roads to improve the something of pedestrians, to improve the something of pedestrians. And you look here and it says they were an engineering solution to pedestrian. Can you guess it? Safety, the safety of pedestrians. You could guess the next one. While ensuring that the movement of something is not disrupted. So in a town, what do you want to ensure is not disrupted? And it is, of course, in the text, it says, that prioritise the smooth flow of traffic. You could guess that. Then it says pedestrians are led to access points and encouraged to cross one something at a time. So remember we said you cross just one road at a time, but the road word road isn't there. So it says, well, it is there, but the thing we want is one at a time. So you can't cross both carriageways. <laughs> the answer is carriageway. So it says in the text, one for each carriageway. Divide the crossing into two. One for each carriageway. So you go one carriageway, that's one word, at a time. So you're only allowed one word here. And one word is carriageway, just copy it exactly as it is in the text. Um, gap fill number 10 is about the unintended effect 
is to create psychological difficulties in crossing the road, particularly for less something people. So we're looking for an adjective, the problems that this might cause for people who are less something. And if you look at the text, it says, psychological barriers impact those that are the least mobile, this word mobile, being able to move. Another result is that some people cross the road in a something way. So remember what happens when people try to avoid these barriers and it says encourages others to make dangerous crossings to get around the guardrails. So dangerous is the adjective we need there in a dangerous way. The last two, the guardrails separate something, they separate something and make it more difficult to introduce forms of transport that are something. So what do these guardrails separate? What does it say? It says they divide communities, so that's your answer, plural, and decrease opportunities for healthy transport. That's your adjective. Forms of transport that are healthy. So even the gap fill was unusual. I I tend to say they're usually nouns. So the first three were nouns, safety, traffic, carriageway, and communities. But we also had mobile, dangerous, and healthy. The good thing about that was that was pretty easy and even guessable. But I really wanted to go through that text in more detail than usual just because of how dense and complex it is. Um, Check it out. You'll find it, I'm sure. Could urban engineers learn from dance? If you Google that, I'm sure you'll find the reading online somewhere. I would really go and have a look at it and try it yourself now that you've got the background and let me know how it goes. Tell me if you found it easy or difficult. Just leave me a message or um, contact me on the usual uh, platforms or on my website as well. You can go to the the What's New pop-up and I'll post this there and you can comment underneath and tell me what you think. Do let me know if you've got any requests or anything you're finding difficult that you need help with. That's what I'm here for. And I will see you again next week. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Bye bye.